2 billion people on the planet are obese and 800 million are going to bed hungry every night. At the same time, 30% of the world's food that is being produced gets lost or wasted before it gets to the consumer. Something's got to be done. Welcome to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Stora Ensum. The statistics are really quite frightening, with one part of the world eating too much and the other part getting too little. At the same time, we've got a growing population and we don't know how we're going to feed everyone as more and more people inhabit our planet. But down in Geneva, Switzerland, is a group called FRESH, Food Reform for Sustainability and Health. This is a joint programme between the non-profit EAT Foundation and the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. Fresh, then, is bringing together companies from different industries. It was launched in uh, 2017 with about 25 founding companies, and now we're up to about 40 companies. That's Alexi Ernstoff. She's a project manager at Fresh and also a sustainability consultant at Qantas. The goal with Fresh is to be able to bring together some of the most influential players and forward-thinking companies in food businesses and to make sure that they're taking kind of a giant step together. And giant steps are required for a lot of reasons, not just the ones mentioned at the start of the programme. Food production systems, they're a major driver of environmental impacts, and that's related to the land and the water that's required to grow food, the phosphorus and nitrogen that's required for fertilizer. It's causing biodiversity loss and land degradation, um, really a major driver of environmental impacts globally. So it's, it's a, a really big problem, and that's why food and eating needs to be revolutionized. And on top of that, a lot of food is never even making it to our mouths. It's being lost along the way in production or wasted when it reaches the consumer. As we mentioned at the start, some 30% gets lost or wasted and never gets consumed. And when we, when we think about the scale of food loss and waste, and we in this 30% number, it's actually really important to kind of dig deeper into what that number means. So if we look at a country like the United States, for example, um, there's some statistics saying that, for example, 30% of fish and seafood are being wasted in American households. Wow. In the household itself? In the household itself. So, so this 30% number is kind of a generic number, but it's going to differ for different food items. It's going to differ in different regions. And to really tackle that number, we have to understand where food loss and waste is occurring, why it's occurring, and what levers need to be pulled, for example, to make small changes that can cause a transformational change in the system. So a quick breakdown then. Food loss means all food lost in production on the farm and all the way along the chain until it gets into our home. Food waste then, that's what we throw away the food that we have, but we don't consume it for one reason or another. And the breakdown then, well, very roughly, it's like this. In developing countries, a lot of food is lost in production. They don't have the facilities to cool foods quickly enough or distribute them efficiently. In the developed world, we waste the food in our homes. Now, that's a a rough generalisation, but it gives an overall picture. Alexi's example of American households wasting 30% of the seafood they buy is is a good case in point. So what can be done? Basically, there are a few major levers that can be sort of pulled to make some some big changes. And these are related to shifting diets, 
um, specifically, for example, reducing uh, red meat consumption and also reducing food loss and waste and basically not trying to increase the amount of land that's being used for the amount of food that's being produced now. So if we can manage to not increase the amount of land that's needed to produce food and keep the land that we have for agricultural systems, not uh, to have any more deforestation, not to have any more land degradation, then this could be a really important way to kind of shift the system towards these better outcomes. If we take a closer look at food loss and waste in particular, then the role of packaging obviously has a part to play here. Packaging can actually be an environmental hero. This is Helene Williams. I'm a lecturer in environment and energy systems at Karlstad University. As far as Williams is concerned, people really don't understand how packaging can help prevent food waste. Packaging is seen as the villain because it's what we see but we don't think about what it actually does. It can be an environmental problem, but packaging also does a lot of good things. And people are living in cities today, and we need to grow food that can be transported to the cities. When we move food, when we transport food, we need protection and how we can increase shelf life to make it last for longer so that more of the food is actually consumed in the end. Uh, Many consumers have sort of forgotten the role of packaging uh, in the supply chain to get it to the retail and to get it to your household. And then even when you store food at home and you uh, open it and you reclose the packaging to, to facilitate the handling, people tend to see the packaging as they have emptied it. So we just see the packaging as a product that we have to dispose of, a waste product, and not as something that's actually helping us prevent food loss or waste. Alexi Ernstoff thinks about it in a pretty similar way. So packaging plays a very interesting role in the whole food system discussion, especially now where there's a lot of images of marine plastic pollution and this type of thing. People are often thinking about packaging in a negative way, that we're, we're producing too much waste, for example. But if we didn't have any packaging, then basically all consumers would need to be living on the farm or very close to the point of of where the food is being produced. So we can also take a really big step back and realize that packaging is essential to, to basically how food can be provided and supplied to people all over the world. Um, With respect to food loss and food waste, and specifically food waste, so this would be at the retail and the consumer environment, packaging has a really important role to play. And this can be in a technological sense. So, for example, packaging can help lessen oxygen exposure to different foods, which can lessen the extent to which they change color and become unattractive for consumers. Packaging can help protect the safety and does help protect the safety of foods. Um, It can help conceal fruits and vegetables, for example, that might be otherwise unattractive to consumers. So carrots can be shredded and put into a package. And this can really help eliminate a lot of of losses on the farm and also a lot of wastes. So at what point is it okay to use more packaging if it means preventing food being wasted or lost in production? Is there a tipping point where you can say, actually, yes, more packaging would be better because... The environmental burden of the food being wasted is greater than the environmental burden of more packages being produced. Well, as you might have guessed, it's not all that easy to figure out. 
Helene Williams and her team have actually done this measurement. They've done a life cycle analysis on a series of foods, taking into account everything from the environmental impact of the food item itself, but also the impact of production of its package and even what happens to that package at the end of its life. Does it go to landfill or recycling? We have used it for meat and cheese and ketchup and milk and yogurt and rice. And as a general conclusion, we can say like if you have food items with very high environmental impact, you can do almost anything with the packaging if it reduces the food waste of that item. Okay, because there's such a huge impact here. Yeah, it's such a huge impact from those food products. So therefore, we need to make sure that it's really not wasted in the end. Of course, then in the other end, like when you package food items with lower environmental impact, like for many fruit and vegetables, you need to be more careful to really calculate, like, will this amount of packaging material that you add, will that potentially then reduce the food waste? And then it might be okay. But in some cases, the impact of the material itself that you add might perhaps be as large as the potential reduction of food waste. And then you should be careful because then you also have the end of life that is also a bit tricky to calculate in yeah, for product-specific items. So in a very general sense, improving packaging design, even if it increases the impact of the packaging, and if it's able to reduce food waste, it's going to be a good decision. I say this in a very general sense, and that's based on increasing scientific evidence that agricultural production, that food production is one of the largest drivers of environmental impacts in the food system and not things like packaging and processing. Now, with that said, it's also really important to consider kind of the regional context and a case-by-case basis. So if we have a country like the United States, the majority of food waste is going to be landfilled. When food waste is landfilled, it's then producing methane gas, which which is a greenhouse gas, and can influence climate change. So in a country like the United States, where food is being wasted at a high rate, it's being landfilled, we can see that changes in packaging, even if they increase the impacts of the packaging, are going to be really important. If we're looking at another situation in a country that does not have adequate waste management facilities, and there's a lot of mismanaged packaging waste, for example, then this can be something that needs to be looked at a bit closer. Is changing packaging design, even if it's reducing food waste, is that going to be impacting marine coastal environments, for example? Packaging then is definitely a part of the solution. But as Alexi pointed out, what happens if that packaging ends up being mismanaged and gets washed out to sea? This is particularly a problem if the packages are fossil fuel based. None of us have missed the images of plastics choking up our seas. So the question is, are there alternatives there as well? Is there an alternative to plastic packaging, for example? Regarding the the plastic issue, it's both the origin of the plastic, like, I mean, all the projects that we see now where you try to uh, change it from a fossil fuel from the beginning to use renewable resources instead to make the plastic. (laughs) So that is one uh, way of reducing environmental impact where you change the origin of the material. But then, of course, also when you make plastic and if you make plastic from a renewable resource compared to a fossil and you get then you get often the same plastic and that needs to be taken care of in the end in the same way because you don't want to waste that you don't want it in landfill you don't definitely don't want it in the the water 
The other obvious alternative is to find packaging that doesn't come from fossil-based materials. This podcast is from Stora Enso, so it's quite obvious that packaging from renewable materials, wood-based fibres, is clearly an alternative today. Alexi Arnstoff was talking earlier about making bigger behavioural changes, like cutting down on red meat consumption or cutting down on food loss and waste overall. But, but she also has another lever, as she calls it, that needs to be pulled, and this one is the most important one. In general, I think the most important thing is that people are valuing food more. And by people, I mean the companies that are producing and and distributing food, but also people as in consumers and the, the everyday person. If we value food more and we understand how much work it goes into producing food, then I think we can really change how we think about food. We can reduce wastage of food in countries where food is plentiful. So... The value of food is a really important thing to be considering when we think about how the system is going to change. And that value can also be related to how much it costs, how much, um, how much the environmental impacts it's causing, how, many social, how much social impacts it's causing, all of these different things along the, the, along the value chain. There are unquestionably a lot of factors at play when it comes to reducing food waste. And if we take the advice of Alexi Arnstoff and start putting a real value on food, then it might bring about that kind of giant transformation that seems to be required. So with that, next time you're having lunch, enjoy that food and eat every bit of it. It took a lot of work from a lot of people to find its way onto your plate. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas for new programmes or any comments you may have. Mail to podcast at storeenso.com.